that which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth on the shores of Lake Superior from St. James Catholic Church, which is my parish. And my regular co-host, Cindy Jennings, is out. She is not here. And so I have the the backup hitter, my regular backup hitter, Deacon John Foucault. Deacon John, welcome to co-hosting again. Thank you. Glad to be here once again. Thanks for having me and calling. It's, it's good to have you. Why don't, we, why don't we go ahead and start with a little prayer, okay? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us this morning as we uh, have another edition of Real Presence Live. We pray that you are with our guests and also with us as hosts, but mostly with our uh, listeners, that the Holy Spirit may really open their hearts as they listen to the show throughout the next couple of hours. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Deacon John, what did you do for uh, Labor Day? Uh, nothing really. Just stayed at home on the lake. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, we had a baptism. My great niece, my uh, nephew's fourth child, I was able to baptize on Saturday. So that was very exciting for me to be able to preside at that. Oh. And then we had a nice dinner at their house. Other than that, Friday and uh, uh, Sunday and yesterday, just relaxed at the lake. But you were on a lake. On a lake, yes. So nice, you yes. were on something that a lot of other people wish that they were on. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. We've been very blessed. We moved there just over a year ago, and they're greatly yeah, enjoying it. You've never invited me. I know. We need to do that. I'm going to put that down right yeah, now. Father okay. Julie, if you're listening, Father Rich yeah. on the calendar. Oh, so. all, right. all right. We'll see if that actually happens. It'll happen. It'll happen. Next t- next month, I'll let you know that it hasn't happened. By the end of just... October, you'll be there. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, <laughs> How about um, you? What would you do? Oh, uh, kind of uh, small, just something yesterday, mostly with the family. Yeah. A little bit of disc golf. I'm really into that sport. You are now. I didn't know that. Well, I have been for about four or five years. Okay, so you That's gave up regular thing. golf to go to the disc golf. I did. Then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was nice weather here in Duluth, so that's great. But anyhow, oh, have you played the Montalac disc golf? Course? Yeah, that's where I golf most. It is okay. That's, that's where I do it most. Yeah, of I was out there Thursday night for wings, and they oh. have wings on there, okay. fifty cents, yep. and they got a beautiful course. Yeah, they got three yeah. courses up there. Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. All right, well, we have a great show on board. We do. In fact, we have our very first guest actually right here in studio with us, Pastor Raleigh bach Brader. Uh, Pastor Raleigh, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. It's, it's good, good to have to you here. Why don't yes. you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Raleigh bach Brader. I am a Lutheran pastor, uh, ELCA variety. My wife, uh, Tracy, and I live in Esco, so not too far away from uh, Duluth here. She is a high school science teacher. Uh, we have two adult children. Um, Hannah is in uh, seminary at Warburg Seminary in Dubuque, Iowa, and our adult son is an engineer for a local TV station. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the Sure, you are. sure. go ahead. WDIO-TV. So he's uh, working there full-time. Um, I have served in four different ministry settings, uh, two in the parish, Our Savior's Lutheran in Cloquet, and uh, and then most recently Salem Lutheran in Hermantown, and then two specialized settings that I've been a part of, uh, director of Camp Vermilion and Camp Hiawatha, two of our Lutheran Bible camps up north, and then uh, also on the synod staff uh, with three different bishops, Bishop uh, Roger Munson, Peter Strummond, and currently with uh, Bishop Amy Agrin. 
That's a little bit about me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Oh, so, that's... I mean, our listeners, well, some probably have tuned in before and understand, but why why are you on the show with us? Yes. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new role could be coming you here. Uh, uh, I've been asked to uh, to be a part of the Theology Uncapped event that's on Thursday, September 23rd. Correct. Yeah, that yes. sounds right. Okay. Uh, and that's an opportunity for people of all faiths to come and listen and to, to hear about... Uh, different aspects of Christian living and faith. And I've been asked to be a part of uh, this round this year, uh, taking over for Pastor Peter Coetz, who moved to Iowa. And so this will be my first event coming up, Theology Uncapped. Yeah, and we had we had Pastor Coetz on pretty much every time yeah. beforehand. And so um, our longtime listeners would certainly be familiar with Pastor Coetz and then also with Theology Uncapped. And so from my standpoint, it's great to, great to have you. It was actually Pastor Raleigh that recommended you very highly and so uh pastor it'll be peter, great yeah. it'll be great pastor to, peter recommended yeah pastor what, peter, what did i say pastor raleigh oh sorry i, I, I would okay. never yeah, recommend, recommend himself that. that's just not cool so pastor <laughs> just tell the listeners why you're intrigued to be a part of this theology uncapped event oh, and sure. ser- series we call it since there's three of them well and to be honest here and yeah i don't want to do confession later on with uh <laughs> father john or father richard sorry the name's wrong. Uh, I have been a lifelong Lutheran, born and raised uh, on a farm in Ohio. My parents were very active in our small hometown church. Actually, it's a country church. But when I went to college, uh, Ohio State, for my first two years, I lived with my brother and his new bride. My brother Howard was a, uh, a good Lutheran. Uh, also, but he married a good Catholic girl. And so those two years that I lived in Columbus with Howard and Katie, we would go to the Newman Center on campus, and we would uh, also go then to St. Mark's Lutheran Church. So uh, it was fun to have both. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, that historical perspective, just the, the thought that People of faith need to listen to each other, to share ideas, questions. Uh, in today's society, we have so much more emphasis upon the differences between us, whether it's politics, religion, whatever. And we, we often don't look at who we are and what commonness we have. And mm-hmm. you know, Catholics and Lutherans, we share a lot of common faith. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a great event where it brings people of multiple faiths together to share a meal, have a conversation, and listen to the uh, theological perspectives from both of you guys, which is going to be really intriguing because the afterlife is a topic that people have asked about for about the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So. And, and I do, you know, I do think, um, uh, I agree, obviously, the commonality that we have is important, and a lot of ecumenical events um, uh, really try to focus on the commonality, whereas in the theology uncapped, at least what we've done in the past, is not be afraid to, to discuss mm-hmm. the differences mm-hmm. and then discuss it in a in a good camaraderie in a in a in a, an enjoyable atmosphere. And so, uh, have you ever had any type of opportunity to do something like that before, where you had like a an interaction where it's kind of like a an organized discussion on theological differences before? Uh, informally, sure. Okay, have yeah. had that opportunity uh, along along the the past or in the past and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well formally you're going to have 180 to 200 people so I, it's, going to I, great, I, it's a great audience we're sold out i'm um, very excited for it yeah normally we 
Normally, um, uh, this radio show, Pastor Coates was here in the past, was part of an advertising campaign, but we've sold out. And so yeah. listeners that aren't um, uh, um, uh, already signed up won't be able to go to at least this one, but we'll be having three more. But they can still call the number that's on the website in case we have cancellations or if we can open up. We're limited this time because of the COVID, so we're limiting our numbers for social distancing. So we usually have 250 to 275 people. Well, And I, I had a conversation with the board member this morning letting me know about where the venues might be at and I said have we thought about uh, recording this so that we could make it available to a larger audience or even yeah. live stream it or live yep. yep. Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of those conversations in regards to the board and what we can do with that and trying to record at least snippets and so forth so yeah yep. those are mm -hmm. those are in discussion because right now we're scheduled to be at St. Benedict's and there's a possibility we may be moving to Graceland just based on space and availability and so forth and the COVID protocols. So um, those that are listening, if you're registered, just watch the website. We'll also be sending an email and a blast. But not to get off topic on that, let's talk more about why you're involved with the Theology and Captain, this great event. The why would be because Al Mickenin called me up and said, hey, can we uh, sit down and have uh, breakfast together and see if you might be a possible candidate? Uh, but the bigger why is I, I love these conversations. I am not a theologian, so for me to, to dig deep into things, it's a learning experience for me. And then to hear from Father Rich, from others, to have that conversation, I look forward to that. Have you, um, uh, in your since um, uh, Al Mackinnon contacted you, and you first heard about theology and capped, in your conversations with maybe fellow pastors or other Lutherans that work with you, um, uh, have you talked much about that? And what are people's responses to it? Uh, people like the idea, but a lot of Lutherans, my colleagues, really haven't bought into it. So mm -hmm. you know, th there is an opportunity for us to to figure out how to get more Lutheran leaders, mm -hmm. whether lay or rostered, to. Uh, yeah. To be a part of the event. But I will say this is that, at, at least in my experience, and Deacon John, you can address this a little bit, is that we've had more Lutheran pastors than we've had Catholic priests at these events. Oh, really? Almost, almost okay. pretty much every time. That's very true. Yeah, that's yeah, very interesting. Now, I did have an experience. This was like two Sundays ago. Um, my wife and I and her mother went uh, to a restaurant in Cloquet. And as we were going in, we're not sure if, how full it was, but uh, people came out and they recognized me as a former pastor in Cloquet. They said, hey, we hear you're going to be on Theology and Capped. We can't <laughs> wait to see you and hear you and blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of fun to, yeah. to have some of that, that PR from our Catholic brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'll... you'll um, uh, you know, I mean, and the listeners can, you know, tune into this conversation, but, you know, Pastor Coates and I would always talk about how, you know, these events were so great just for us personally, and uh, just, it's just a really rewarding event. You're going to, I think you're going to love it. I really do. It's just, a, it's just a fun event, and there's a lot of energy uh -huh. there. And, you know, traditionally, we haven't done a very, um, uh, we haven't been very successful in regards to getting a, a mix, a good mix. And, you know, getting uh, you on board here, you know, you work for the Senate, and so, Hopefully there was some opportunity that you had in regards to promoting it a little bit. Deacon John, you're on the board. Yeah, so we have about 15% uh, Lutherans and 85% Catholics. So we, kind of, we usually ask in the registration what denomination that they're from. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we've always fallen, and we'd really love to draw more. Um, we have some venue space issues. You know, some spaces only allow up to 275 people, but we'd like to see more of that mixture. So however you can help us uh, promote this within the Lutheran 
churches, uh, we have a challenge with that, getting the posters up and yep. getting the emails yep. out and having them talk about it from the announcements and so forth would be great because there is a lot of energy. Um, and those that come, you know, breaking the bread together, having a conversation before the discussion takes place, submitting the questions, listening to the answers. Our doors open at uh, 5.30. People usually start arriving about 4.45. We have to hold them at bay. They want to get a good seat. They want to be able to be right up front and be able to hear well and so forth. Of course, we put the Lutherans in that small section in well, the back. In the corner over there, yeah. yeah. Well, the Catholics, so for Mass, they're in the back, but for this, they want to all be in the front. <laughs> right. There's some truth to that. That is very interesting. Oh. I never thought of that. Well, and to put a quick little plug in, you know, we've talked about online and recorded, but there's nothing like that in person yes. to be there to see, to hear, to participate. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you're able to come, please come. From, yeah, we're excited to be from, back. From your perspective as a uh, as a Lutheran pastor, you know, we got a, obviously the um, uh, audience here is primarily Catholic. Um, uh, what would you say to skeptical Catholics listening, and why would I listen? Why would this be important? Why should I listen to a um, uh, a discussion between a Lutheran pastor and a Catholic priest? What would you say to skeptics? Well, not so much to skeptics, but any opportunity I have to grow in my faith, my Christian living, I seriously need to consider doing that. And so that same invitation, if you think you have learned all there is to know about your faith, about Christian life, um, I'm going to disagree with you and say there's more that you could be learning. Uh, lifelong learning is an important concept for me. So that would be... To think outside of the box, mm -hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're um uh, we're dis we're discussing theology on cap with Pastor Raleigh Brock Brader. I always get your name. How do you, you just say your go last Pastor name? Raleigh? It'd be easier. Pastor for you. Raleigh. Pastor Raleigh. Pastor Raleigh. Okay. Pastor Raleigh. <laughs> All right. Father Rich. Pastor Raleigh. Leave yeah. that. <laughs> and and for those that are listening in that might not hear that uh, that might not know that Deacon John, my co-host, is actually on the board of Theology Uncapped. I, as the uh, as the priest that's speaking on Theology Uncapped, and Pastor Raleigh, we're not on the board, so we don't have much of a say in in things. But you are on the board. I am on the board. Um, one of the original board members, and we love all the feedback we get from you guys and take it into consideration because we want to continue to improve this great event that we do for years to come. Right. And so we'll uh, uh, talk more with Pastor Raleigh right after this brief break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 
Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Deacon John Foucault, and we are hoping that we're inspirational, like the canned voice said, but uh, we'll see. it. So far, our, our guest is inspirational. It's Pastor Raleigh. And Pastor Raleigh is a part of the theology uncapped that we're going to this season. We had we had a year off because yep. of uh, because of COVID, obviously. And we're certainly um, uh, walking through the hurdles of COVID as we prepare for our event on the twenty third of this month. And um, you know, obviously, social distancing and numbers are a big part of that. But the the topic that we're um, uh, talking about, Pastor Raleigh. I mean, what a Deacon John, are we on like the third or fourth year of doing this? Uh, I believe this is our fourth year, fourth season, we call it. Yes. Okay, and yep. so and so, you know, we've always done different topics, and so uh, this topic is about uh, the afterlife, and so uh, you know, I mean, I think that there's a lot of commonality that we have in our belief and our understanding of the afterlife, but obviously there are aspects of it that are different between us, and so maybe um, uh, Pastor Al, if you just you know, what's on the top of your head when we talk about the topics of Heaven, hell, and purgatory. I'm sure, and, and we don't and we don't want to take the thunder away from what? the show. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I, I, this is the edited version. Yes, of, exactly uh, of that uh, uncapped. <laughs> exactly. But uh, heaven and hell, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, Catholics, Lutherans, Protestants in general uh, have a same or very similar understanding that once a person dies, there will be that moment that uh, they experience that life after mm-hmm. death. But there are some denominations I know that are maybe maybe non-denominational that don't believe in immediate in immediacy of judgment. Like there's like I know I was talking to some people from uh, the Vineyard. Now I know that they're not really necessarily they're more strong on communal life than theological life, uh, at least in my experience. But the people I spoke to from the Vineyard don't even believe in that thing that you and I hold mm-hmm. to be in common right. about the belief of the immediate judgment. But obviously, but from the Lutheran standpoint. We do have that agreement. Well, I think there is some some differences of opinions. You mm-hmm. know, is that immediate judgment right away? Is the the judgment of all humankind? Is that a future event when Christ right. returns? Right, so, right. Uh, there's some different aspects that people yeah. will will cling to and and hold up. Because, like in the Nicene Creed, which you guys pray as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. at the the end of the Nicene Creed speaks to the the judgment, and it gives a little bit of a sense of that commonality that we do hold from this creed that dates back to the 4th century. Well, that creed, the Apostles' Creed, have become kind of a source text that I've been diving deeper into when I prepare for 
the theology in Capta. Okay. Both creeds talk about life right. uh, to come, uh, uh-huh. the return of Jesus. Uh, but does that happen the moment I die? Right, right. Or does it happen down, yeah, yeah. down the road? So I'm curious, um, uh, maybe you can give me a little bit of a heads up. How are you preparing for this thing? I was just going to say, he's preparing, are you? So, yeah, he, he wants to know, how deep are you diving? Yeah, come on, you're, don't intimidate me. And feel free, you bring cheat sheets, whatever you yeah, need. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got this notebook that's about... You, no, yeah. you tell us what you need. Well, I, I've read a couple of uh, articles already uh, from uh, Lutheran authors. Okay. But the, the, our, the piece that I'm diving into right now that I find fascinating is a, uh, from the Lutheran Catholic Dialogue number 11 okay. on the afterlife and i did not bring that with but uh it uh, what's the date on it i want to say it was about 20 years ago okay that there were dialogue between it's kind of part of the whole justification dialogue that was happening i think so it? i think okay. so yeah uh but it, it lifts up similarities but mm-hmm. then it it does a nice job of saying here's the emphasis of the roman catholic church here's the emphasis of the lutheran church so right right hmm. so emphasis might be Different, but that doesn't mean necessarily the theology is different. Right. But the right. emphasis could be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think we all know where we're going if we believe in Jesus. Right. We're going right. to heaven. How we get there, when we get there, might well, be... Well, that'll, that'll be a part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. It'll, it will be. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very quiet just watching this interchange. And for those that, that are listening, we need to get a YouTube channel because, to do this because, as well, because this is going to be an interesting one. Because the thing is that when we talk, when we talk about heaven and hell... We necessarily fall into the justification discussion, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's automatically part of the di- yep. discussion, and so uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to maybe for us not to get too caught up in the justification thing because the topic is heaven, hell, and our concept of the afterlife. But you have to have that connected because you just said something right now that our Catholic listeners might might, might tinge their ears a little bit, and so just about just the belief yeah. in you know, okay, yeah. so yeah, going. You want to expand upon that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, again, it, it, this goes all the way back to the very beginning of the Protestant Reformation, right? It's a, the idea of, um, you know, um, are we saved through faith alone, or do our um, uh, how we live our life? You know, it's a, the the old question of faith and works is kind of like a bad. I think that's kind of a bad uh, discussion point that really we have come to a, some consensus on. A lot of it is like bad wording, but. Still, the uh, the idea of it, it's like, well, if you only have to believe, and that doesn't matter how you live. Then is the question that Catholics would say, like, we got we have a problem with that, you know. And, and I know that, you know, between um, uh, different denominations of Protestantism, there's a wide spectrum of belief in that regards. And so um, you're coming from the from the ELCA uh, Lutheran standpoint, but even in there, there's probably some flexibility, oh, yeah. isn't there? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So this is what we're in for. See, this we is are, yeah. this is going to be good. You might want to get a copy of the Catechism. Don't help him. Well, just a little you're something to be on, good. You know, aren't you Catholic? I am, but you know, <laughs> I, I I want him to be very comfortable and successful in his dialogue with oh, you. Oh yeah, so, no, I wish success. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. and I don't think we're going to have a problem with that. No. Well, in, in in our office, there's this Catholic, and I was looking. I go, why is this here? But it, it was a Catholic book on doctrine and whatnot, uh, and I think it was a catechism, actually. Okay. Yeah. And so I was going to you know, thumb huh. through that and yeah. see. See, uh, it was in your office, because there's an element of truth in, oh, in your office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love, personally, I love the catechism. I, I, whenever I preach, I usually cite different aspects of it that tie into my homily, and 
I encourage people to use it as a great reference tool because it is a fantastic, fantastic tool. I'm a Deacon John, speaking of preaching, you know, for me in my life as, as a priest, homilies and, you know, giving the sermon, so to speak, is like one of my favorite parts of my ministry. Now, you're not in a, in a congregation right now as a pastor, you're working for the Synod, but what's your, I mean, how do you preach? Tell me yeah. a little bit about your prep for preaching and what your homily style oh or your God. sermon style is like. Okay. Um, well, up until January 1st, which is when I started this new call for... Um, um, in the Senate office, uh, while I was up at St. Elm in Hermantown, I was preaching every Sunday. And that was a big change for me because, you know, weekly sermon prep takes a lot of time and energy, as you two know. Um, and so now that I'm in the Senate office, I'll go out. Uh, well, because of COVID, we haven't gone out much. Mm-hmm. But this fall, it looks like I'll be going out twice a month to a different church. And so I'll look at the the assigned text. Uh, for the most part, we use the Revised Common Lectionary, um, and uh, I'll, I'll spend some time with them. I'll look at uh, different commentators, what they have to say, and try to think about contemporary stories, and um, and just try to put together something there that way. How much time do you put into a prep for a sermon? Would you say just ballpark? That's that's a secret. Oh, that's, that's a private question. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I I literally, I mean, I'm one of these priests that put in a ton of time. So I I I usually say I put in an hour of prep time per minute. All right, that's what I was taught in seminary. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll probably go six to nine hours, depending on the text, how mm-hmm. comfortable I am with it, uh, and the the congregation that I'm going to be going to. Yeah, and you're, um, uh, I think, for the most part. Your lectionary is pretty much like our lectionary. They're very close. There, there's some ex- exceptions, obviously. Mm-hmm. So now I have a very important question, but I'm going to throw mine in. I usually spend about 12 to 16 hours in prep, trying to try and you know uh, pare it down a little bit because I try not to get too over prepped on it. But how long are your homilies or your sermons uh, on average? I, I shoot for 12 minutes. 12, okay. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how long do the people think it is? <laughs> Are they timing it? Eight to ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, that's good then. That's very good. Yeah. Um, long sermons just are not good. Right, right. right. Uh, if you can't say it in eight to ten minutes, then something's going on. And, and, you know, some of these, again, non-denominational, maybe um, uh, uh, churches, their focus is more less on the ritual and more on the word and the homilies. And so mm-hmm. you'll hear, again, not to pick on them, but, I mean, just people I've had in connection with the vineyard, you know, it's like a lot of music mm-hmm. and a lot of preaching, and there's not really much of a ritual. But for Lutherans, ELCA and Missouri Center or whatever uh, synod it might be, there is ritual, and so the ritual is not necessarily it's not necessarily totally focused on just the preaching like right. some denominations right. might be. Right. Right. right, right. I call those they're praise and worship services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not a real ritual. It's a praise and worship with the music and a little bit of word and a message. Yeah, yeah. So his homilies are typically four to six. Six, I think, is a long one for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had some, not complaints, I've had some people say your homilies are getting longer, Father Rich. Yeah. So he, it's like, he was my pastor for five years, I think you were at St. Ben's with us. So. We, we have a, an audience saying something, but my headset's on, so I didn't hear what you said about my homilies. <laughs> well, don't get longer. That's well, it, it, There is a temptation that the older we get, the longer the sermons become, too. So I don't know how well, old it might you because are, you have, Father Rich. And, it might be because you have more experience. It could be, and I know you are getting older year by year. Your birthday's coming up, isn't it? Oh, oh boy, enough of this. Pretty quick. Um, in the fall, I you know. Yeah, sometime in the fall. Yes, we won't disclose, but when. So now, um, 
obviously we are not, you know, we're not open for Theology Uncapped right now. It's, it's, it's sold out. But what would your, maybe you've already said this a little bit about your, what your plug would be to, let's say, if you're speaking to, you know, a Lutheran congregation, what would you say to them about the benefits of something like, you haven't done Theology Uncapped yet. You're, like I said earlier, you're going to be yeah. in for a pleasant surprise because it's a great experience. But what, what do you think that your plug would be to, to Lutheran, fellow Lutherans in regards to coming to something like this, being part of it? Uh, just uh, to be open to hearing others outside of that Lutheran tradition to uh, to realize that we are closer in faith and practice than, than we are apart. Right. So uh, come, learn, and grow. And like I told you early on, is that you know my my world is so Catholic, you know, and so my relationship with Pastor Coates was such a benefit because I got out of my Catholic world and know mm-hmm. that there's other worlds out there, you know, and that have a lot to offer. And that's that's true of most of our participants because right. most of them being Catholic, they're learning so much about the Lutheran denomination. And they're amazed at how many friends that they see that are there that are Catholic as well as non-Catholic. So for those that are Lutherans, please come. Please call the number. See if we have any availability in the next two weeks. And there will be availability. People always drop out. Well, very few have in the last oh, year right. and a half. Very few have. Very I few no-shows. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't know. They don't call and cancel in advance. Yeah. We don't take walk-ins. Right, we have right. to pre-plan. But right. they can call the number, which mm-hmm. is my number. I'll be happy to talk to them. So, uh, Pastor Ollie, in the last minute we have here, any final thoughts or any reflections in regards to your life as a minister or a theology and captain, what you're looking for, or what you're looking forward to in it? Well, just that, you know, we are in a day and age when the church... You know, the, the big church, universal church, has so many opportunities to take the present time, the crisis for some COVID and the opportunities, and, and to do what God wants us to do. Yeah, and, and I think that our theology and CAPT is, a, is just a little effort to get to that end, you know, yeah. that we are, we are all members of, you know, the universal big church, as you say, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we we believe in Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. to to look at the similarities, but also not to be afraid of our differences and speak to those, I think, is very important and and refreshing. But uh, thank you, Pastor Raleigh. It's been great having you, and I look forward to getting to know you better as um as you replace Pastor Coates. And uh, and so, thanks for joining us. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thanks. And uh, after we're done uh, with this short break, we'll have an opportunity for you to call in with your questions on any topic under the sun right after this short break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 